Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders sparking the rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in America's heartland. Hey, I'm James, and I am thrilled to share the studio today with Mark Marsiglio, who is the co-founder of Trail Pilot, as well as Charles Greathouse, his business advisor. Gents, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Okay, so let's start this right off the easy way. Mark, if you'll start off, and then Charles, tell our audience what they should know about you, and if you've got some other enterprises going, you're, feel free to share about those as well. Sure. I uh, moved to Arkansas about almost nine years ago now from Florida, and it was shortly after I had told my wife, I'm never moving to Arkansas ever. Mm -hmm. um, so I came reluctantly, and boy, I'm glad I did. It was... It was a needed change, and I really adapted well here. In fact, I bought my first mountain bike in Florida just before I moved here. And when I moved, I told my friends that I rode with down there, hey, I'll just leave my bike here in Florida, and I'll come and visit and ride with you guys. I got here and quickly realized how uh, short-sighted that comment was. You bet. I love it. Well, John Brown University brought me here. Uh, I can recall on the drive wondering why Walmart and Sam's Club logos were on the back of the same trucks. That was my level of understanding of retail. Stayed for Walmart, and I've ever since stayed for the wonderful gem that is Northwest Arkansas. I get to work with a group called High Impact. We help suppliers thrive with Walmart across their ecosystem. And I also get to you know follow my passions to work I love with people I cherish, which makes me so glad to be a part of Trail Pilot as we help, help riders here as they visit Bentonville. Excellent. Well, I love both of your your ways of getting here. I'll confess that when I left Arkansas many years ago, I was never coming back. Mm -hmm. And man, have things changed. It is a, it's like what's happening here is incredible and, and uh, completely made sense to come back forever. So at a high level, we all talk about what Trail Pilot is. Sure. Uh, Trail Pilot is a new app for mobile phones that allows riders who have never uh, ridden a trail before, whether they're visitors or first time on a bike, experience the trail like a local. So they wear an earbud and they press play on the tour and they don't have to stop and look at maps. They don't have to wonder where they are. And they most importantly don't have to wonder what kind of things the trail has in store for them that they might not expect. So we'll have uh, a rider enjoy their trail more on their first run and be able to really um, hopefully have a safer and, and more expected experience, something that is not going to surprise them. Yeah, when you're mountain biking, sometimes a surprise is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. uh, if you come around a corner and it's a lot looser, or a lot steeper than you expected, uh, or for me, the way I like to ride, I tend to roll up on uh, a jump and not realize that it was going to be there. And I'm disappointed because I wanted to jump. And so Trail Pilot helps me know what's coming around the corner before I get there. And I, I tend to, if I was given two options, left or right, choose the wrong one just about every time. Uh, and so it helps me enjoy the ride without pulling out my phone. 
So the way we do that is a local expert goes out and records the tour in their mm. voice. And so their, and their audio is cued by GPS. So at a particular point, when you're coming around a corner, it says just around this corner, there's a rock garden and an optional uh, alternate line on your left with a rock drop. So you can choose which way you want to go instead of missing the good features. And you can also put together a better ride because in places like, for instance, a popular trail system here, Slaughter Pen, has about 60 quarter mile long segments on the map. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at that map and try to put together a meaningful ride of cross-country terrain or downhill flow terrain or uh, rocky tech terrain, it's, you can't discern that from the map. So visitors might go out and stand on the side of the trail and wait for a local to come by and see if they can follow them and figure out what, how's it, how do I make a good 10-mile ride out of these quarter-mile segments. And so our guides have put together a five-mile ride for beginners or a 10-mile ride for intermediates or an adrenaline tour that hits all the jump lines one after the other with options to session all of them. And by following the instructions from that guide, you don't have to stop and look at your phone and take your gloves off and use your sweaty fingers to try to find out where you are on a, on a map. You just listen and ride and keep your eyes on the trail. That's pretty cool. As I was sitting here, I was thinking about how it makes the trails more accessible to beginners, right? It's not as intimidating. But what you just said is it really makes it more accessible to visitors and folks of all experience levels. That's true. And there's... Uh, I live where there's 400 miles of trails. And so I yeah. tend to ride the ones that I know best, even though I live here. And I think that even locals might experience a little bit more of what we have to offer if they knew what to expect when they got there and didn't, and they could have that same familiar experience on the trail that they do on the ones they ride the most. Absolutely. And you mentioned accessibility too, especially for beginners. Intimidation can come in all forms, whether it's the equipment or the things on the trail that might hurt me or the it being shy and not wanting to try to figure out how to ride on mountain bikes with a big group. Mm -hmm. And we help solve all those problems. Um, and in fact, one of the other things that we uh, are going to be launching very soon is our first trail in Spanish. So there's no Spanish language guides that I'm aware of here, but we will have a, through our partnership with Latinas and Beachy, that's the Latina group that is doing the translation for us. And they will actually have a Spanish language version of a tour of Slaughter Pen. So cool. I was just about to ask you if you're connecting up with them. So that's mm -hmm. perfect. So I have a few questions about Trail Pilot, how it works for the riders. You know, everybody has a different level of comfort and speed. How do you set the pace? Is that, how does Trail Pilot determine the pace? Is that the individual user somehow setting the pace on, on the, the app or is there some other way that that's happening? You asked my favorite question. Awesome. Because it's GPS triggered, you can ride at any speed you want. And it doesn't trigger the audio until you get to the next waypoint. So the fastest or the slowest rider will have the same audio at the same point on the trail. And it will wait for you if you want to stop and wait. If you want to hit a section of the trail again that you liked. If you want to take an alternate line and rejoin the tour in a little bit. No problem. It waits for you. Oh, yeah. that's neat. And my favorite part is when you take uh, a tour or a turn off of the tour, it also tells you that. You've, you seem to have lost the tour. If you'd like to make your way back. Here's how you return. That is, that is not like my GPS in my car, which says, you idiot, yeah. you missed your turn. It doesn't say that, but it sounds, the voice just so means, degrading. sounds like it's saying that. Turn and make a U-turn. <laughs> and then you miss it and you turn and make a U-turn. It's, it's kind of crazy. Well, okay, so GPS enabled. If, I, if my phone in a lot of places, of course, you can't get service on trails. So if I don't have cell service, is it still possible to use the, uh, the app? 
Yeah, great question. So GPS, you just need clear line of sight to the sky. Uh, and so we've got that pretty much on all the trails. Yeah, and the tour's content, the photos and the images, or the audio and the images are all downloaded offline and available and stored on the device. So Very it, cool. it's available with, and it will work without a problem without cellular service. Awesome. Does now, it take up a lot of space for those folks like me who somehow figured out how to fill up 16 gigs of space on their phone? Or too lazy to change that? It The entire tour content is less than two photos wow. worth of storage. So it's it's pretty small. Pretty small. Yeah. So how does, does Trailpilot cost anything for riders? How does that work? We are keeping Trailpilot and all the tours free for riders. And that's a big part because we don't want even the 99 cent friction uh, in between the rider and an enjoyable time and and safer time on the trail. The partnerships that we're forming with tourism agencies are making the app free for everyone. And we hope to keep it that way indefinitely. So, and the other thing that we don't require no payment and also no registration required. So we don't need your email address. We don't need any personal information. Uh, we do need GPS position location information and and we ask for notifications, but that's it. So you can be riding within a minute of installing the app. Very cool. So I have to ask as an Android user, I noticed that you have an app for iOS, but didn't see one for uh, Android yet. For us complicated phone users, what's the future hold? Well, I can send you the beta if you ask. Uh, I would love it. It's in development and it will be out soon. May I have the beta? Yes, I will send it to you. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you. Hey, over the next, say, six to 12 months, have y'all thought about how many trails you want to have on the platform and how many do you have on it today? Well, it's, it's new. And so we're trying to make sure that we maintain a high level of quality in our content. And so I believe that if I were to look forward six months from now, I'd say we'd probably have 60 to 80 tours in the library. Uh, And probably half of those would be here in Northwest Arkansas and the other half in other regions. Awesome. You you just took my next question. That is absolutely perfect. Uh, I I was curious about that. So so Trailpilot is a cohort company, or I should say an alum of GORP, the Greenhouse Outdoor Recreation Program, which is, uh, for the listeners out there, that's a business incubator through the University of Arkansas that is focused on outdoor recreation uh, entrepreneurs in with products, technologies, and services. And it's led by the Office of Entrepreneurship and uh, Innovation. And it also, by the way, is sort of outward facing. It's not just for folks with a tie to uh, the university, but for other folks. And I love to say it's right here, run right here in Bentonville, and then I can knock on the wall uh, from my office. I, I love being right there. And so, Mark, talk to me about what it was like to be part of that first cohort of GORP since you were in the inaugural cohort. I, when I first heard about it, I immediately emailed Dean Waller, just cold, yeah. and said, hey, I just heard about this thing and I'd like to be part of it. And he said, all right, uh, here's who you should contact. And he gave me some names that have been great resources ever since then. Phil hadn't been hired to run it yet, but I met Toby. And Toby Mm -hmm. presented at One Million Cups and talked about the vision for the GORP. And I said, let me into that, please. Of course, I had to go through the the application process and the subsequent lobbying process to make sure I made it in. But the program was great. It it seemed like it was the kind of thing that that could only happen here. Because Mm -hmm. where else does that kind of focus on both entrepreneurship and the specific focus of my business overlap? So it was. It sounded like a great opportunity. It turned out it was a great opportunity, and uh, I learned a lot and got a lot of uh, resources and education, focus, personal commitment from my side to have the accountability of the 
program behind me. And it resulted in, in great progress for the building of the business. Oh, that's great. A few names you mentioned here, I would just want to make clear for our listeners. Uh, Dean Waller is the dean of the Sam Walton College of Business at the University of Arkansas. Phil Shellhammer is, uh, he has a new title. It's Senior Director of Business Incubation and also leads the GORP program. Is that redundant? The Greenhouse Outdoor Recreation Program. And then Toby Teeter directs the, is the director at the Bentonville Collaborative which is a set of buildings in Bentonville that houses a fair number of uh, things around innovation in Bentonville, which is great. So who are some of the other companies and founders that we should keep our eyes on from, from that inaugural cohort? Oh, uh, well, uh, Lakaita Ropes and mm-hmm. uh, Pedro runs that, and he's got a great innovation with um, metered rope that helps you realize when you're descending that you're getting close to the end of the rope. Tyler and Morgan Baumgartner run Encore Bike Rentals with the e-bike and uh, now cargo bike and um, commuter bike delivery service, which is Mm -hmm. a good partner for us, actually. And with American Hunt, uh, Nicolano, and their marketplace for day-rate hunting land and and camping opportunities, I think is a a pretty neat opportunity. That's great. Yeah, Pedro Samariba with Lakaida we had on already. We've had uh, Tyler and Morgan had had the opportunity to have Nick on. So yeah, what a great cohort. Some really neat businesses and a nice diverse range of businesses. And I'm glad to see that you're all, uh, that you're all moving forward. It's really cool. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's really cool to see at the time when they, uh, Trail Pilot started in Gorp. I was still at Walmart hmm. building tools and technology to support suppliers and merchants alike with Walmart Luminate and Data Ventures. But as I came and talked to Mark, follow-up conversations, it was apparent that they're doing the things that we were practicing within Walmart when it comes to really understanding problems that need to be solved and speaking clearly about those problems as you develop a a value proposition and approach to market. So while I didn't go through GORP, my experience in seeing the outcome is that they're very good at what they do and excited to be now a part of the outcome of what they've instilled in Trailpilot. A key takeaway from the GORP program was the fact that my original name for the app, Trail Tours, mm-hmm. could not be trademarked. And the intellectual property protection through the seminars, the legal seminars that we had as part of the program was important enough to go ahead and change the name. Uh, the advice I got was, is it going to be easier to do later? <laughs> nope, right? <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't easy to do, but it's done. And uh, we're very happy with where, where that came away. Yeah, I remember some of those conversations with you. You really had a lot of different names out there. We're trying to figure out what would work. And I don't know who came up with Trail Pilot, but that is the perfect name and better than Trail Tours, I believe. Yeah, we're your co-pilot for mountain biking. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. There's your tagline. I hope you are using that. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> Going into Gorp, what did you expect to get out of it? And then what really happened? I think you've mentioned some of it. So when I first sat down with Phil at the beginning of the program, what I wanted to do was have a better understanding of the process by which entrepreneur companies got in a position for um, talking with venture capitalists, even though we're not taking any funding, we haven't yet. I wanted to move in the direction that would set us up for that opportunity if we wanted to in the future and about the the business model and the business model shift that we had to make in order to, to grow the business because our original approach of having in-app purchases for the tours worked great and they were a great value for the individual rider, but we didn't have a a reliable way to reach individual riders. And so the uptake was low. And now by partnering with tourism agencies and bike brands, we're able to amplify the message and 
create value for them while keeping the app free for riders. So I think it's a big win. And that shift was made during the core cohort. Excellent. That sounds fantastic. So the uh, second cohort of GORP ends in a few days and will have ended by the time this podcast is dropped and the applications will be open by then for the third cohort to start uh, in the, I think, January timeframe. So if there's anybody who's listening out there, what's your advice to them? Give them, uh, I, I guess there's a couple of pieces of advice you can give them. Number one, close the deal. Why should they join GORP? And number two, what advice can you give them about being successful in the program? As you heard from my enthusiasm earlier, there's absolutely no reason why they shouldn't apply for GORP if they have any interest in growing their business and, and growing it smartly. The mistake I made, well, wasn't a mistake. I was unaware when I first started the business two years ago that there was an entrepreneurial ecosystem here. Mm-hmm. And I made slow progress on my own, lonely and if I had known at the time that all these resources were available and all the resources that are available through GORP are one of the ecosystems in the area for entrepreneurs, I would have had a much better time and much higher chance for uh, early success. Uh, Now, as it turned out, we made it through that, but it would have been easier with GORP. And then as far as the second question, I think that being successful in it, uh, I found myself feeling like early on that I felt like I had already gone through this and I already had answered these questions Mm -hmm. and I knew the answers. But what they taught me was that if you uh, talk to your customers, if you um, actually think outside the the problem a little bit, you might come up with a different approach. And that's what led us to this new business model. And talking to customers actually helped validate that. And so I was hesitant thinking that I had already come this far, but really that was useful, great information. And having an intern in the program helped have some sure. somebody to talk to because I was a solopreneur at the time to have somebody to talk to to debate things and talk through problems and and find solutions and so all that was a really great opportunity that's wonderful you know I, going out and talking with potential customers and folks beyond yourself of course as you just stated is the way to find out where the answers are or as I like to tell people the answers aren't here they're out there that it seems to be more often than not my answer to folks when they ask me questions that really should be asked of, of many people. And so I'm glad that you got that uh, out of GORP. That's really important. Hey, if you're listening, you're watching out there and you want to learn more about GORP or apply, there's two ways to get to them. One, you can go to the show notes for, for this podcast at BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com and we'll have the link in there. And the second way is just Google Greenhouse Outdoor Recreation Program and it should be right there uh, at the top. So, Mark and Charles, let's hop onto another trail. Let's talk about Bentonville, Bentonville more specifically. Are you from here? Well, Mark, you told us you came from Florida about nine years ago. Charles, how long ago did you come here? Yeah, about 16 years from St. Louis originally, but now it's definitely home uh, here in Bentonville, or more, more precisely, the middle of Slaughter Pen. <laughs> that's great. Oh man, that's a, that's a good location uh, to live. We're looking at houses right now. Maybe we should clarify: Slaughter Pen Trail System. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's not a Slaughter Pen. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a good good clarification. A, it is the trail system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're currently uh, looking at houses here in Bentonville, and and we're thinking about where can we get close to a trail. But I've also realized that's pretty much everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard not to be near a trail in a lot of places around here in this stretch from, especially from here up to Bella Vista to the border. Yeah, truly. It's so uh, it's exciting to be able to share what we have here, especially the trail network, 
the proximity is incredible. Yeah. Uh, I developed something I called the nap ride. I started riding when my daughter was born about four and a half years ago. And so when she and my son went down for a nap, I'd go out for a ride. And there's a lot of places where there's great mountain biking, but there's no way you can get a ride in while your kids are napping. Oh, yeah. uh, but here it's, you know, roll up the garage door and go ride uh, for 30 minutes, an hour and, and get back in time. And the wife is happy. Kids are rested and we're, they're ready for some dad time. Man, that's, that's awesome. So you guys have been here long enough, 10 years, 15 years, roughly to really see some changes happen in Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas. Can you talk about those changes? And then at the end of that, tag on where you think this place will be, you know, 10 years from now. Yeah, that's a great question. The changes have been so consistent. It's, uh, you know, what's the new restaurant? I think I saw one uh, announced this morning underneath my favorite local bike shop, Fat Tire. Uh, uh, Lady Slipper. I've already been there a couple of times before they open. Yeah. That is a phenomenal space. And I didn't recall the name. Uh, and now I got it. Lady Slipper. Going to be hard to remember to forget that. So always these cool restaurants popping up, new entrepreneurs coming to the space. Uh, I worked at Walmart most of the time. I've watched Bentonville change. And it's been exciting that it's not just Walmart. There's a whole lot of things going on here. And you know, I started writing four and a half years ago when I first Started writing as I met people that were all here in town for something related to Walmart. Mm -hmm. Now, most of the people I meet are here mountain biking. They're here either visiting mountain biking or they came here and stayed here from, from mountain biking and, and do you know, work from home entrepreneurial or, or you know, remote-based work. So that's really exciting to see. When I think about the future, I'm so proud of the intentional efforts behind developing our community and developing in a way that will keep the things about our community that we love so much the same while allowing for change and inviting people into it. And so I see us spreading more the home office campus for Walmart, continuing to be a, a beacon of this community. Uh, the trail systems I hear, you know, they haven't even gotten started. Yeah. Just a way to think about it, which is absolutely mind-blowing. And so I think we'll be a center uh, for outdoor recreation, a center for innovation, uh, technology and data utilization. One of the other, you know, loves in my life, mm -hmm. data. I'm excited to see how it all comes to life. And well, you're certainly in the, the right place for your other love as well. Yeah. Anything to add there, Mark? Yeah. It, it strikes me at compared to where I moved from and, and where I visit that I think the community has a long view, but is moving fast and it feels vibrant and People are moving here for the amenities and there's people coming here that are smart from smart places and they like the pace here. They like the feel here and they're right to feel that way. And that's why I came here because my wife said, really, we have to move. And I said, okay, well, let's visit. And I came and visited and the things that are there for the family and, the, and the, not just the job, the things that are your life are, are nice here. And I've really enjoyed it. That's that's solid spot on. I, I've, I don't know that I could add much to that. So I'll just advance to my next question, which is kind of tied to it. You know, I hear from founders just about every day now who are inquiring about Bendenville and trying to figure out should they have a presence here and whether that presence is just themselves moving or they place a person here or an office and sometimes the headquarters. They're trying to figure out if they should be here. My first answer to them is, if you haven't been here, 
Forget all the hype you've heard. Come visit. You're going to discover that it's actually undersold. I can't oversell this place, which is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. But people do come here and they feel that vibrancy. I've had people tell me they've stood in the square, even on a pretty calm day, and felt the energy. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is look around, right, uh, to see that too. I want to add to that, that in just, this is not even including your conference, but just bike industry conferences Mm -hmm. in the last 60 days, I've, I've attended five where there's a national draw for people coming in and Mm -hmm. they're here, they're all located and held here, which I'm sure that's the same way for all kinds of other industries here in Bentonville, but at least for my industry, it's been a fantastic feel to have. I like traveling, but I also like having people come and visit where I know what's going on and they can use my app. Yeah. Unrelated to the bike industry, I was at the uh, fuel incubator at yeah. the uh, Meteor Guitar Shop and heard someone from New York say how much they love it here. They dropped a few words I won't lay down in the podcast, <laughs> but uh, how people are, you know, descriptively nice. Uh, they're actually nice and they actually want to help you. And it's something that I think some of us have taken perhaps for granted. But that side of our community is absolutely incredible. I'm so glad to be a part of it. Yeah. And one, one last one thing I heard at one of those conferences was that people asked uh, um, for the panel that was presenting, how can we recreate some of the things you have here? And, and the problem they stated was that in places like New York, you, you have to ask who the person to ask is. And they're eight people away from you. And here, I feel like I ask and they're the person that I need to talk to, mm-hmm. the person I ask, and they're willing to help. And so that that smaller, uh, more accessible community has been great. Yeah, you know, you bring up a really important uh, thing. I saw Tom and Stuart Walton speak at downtown Bentonville's 20-year anniversary last night. And one of the things they talked about was not wanting to be the next Austin, not wanting to be the next Silicon Valley. We want to be the next best version of ourselves today and tomorrow and the next day. And so, but, um, but I believe it was them, or maybe I heard it somewhere else where somebody mentioned just what you said, and I'm stalling because I've now forgotten what you just said. Uh, but no, they were they, um, you know, w- we're talking about, you know, the growth of this place and replicating it and so on. And basically what was said was there, you don't want to replicate another place, nor can you. In fact, I think it was Stuart, and I can't remember the word he used, but he dropped a new word on us that I had to go look up that he, he said he had to look up himself. And the word basically meant, unrecreatable. And he said, that's the place, you know, that we're creating and that these other places have created, right? And and I would say to folks also that if you're the next Austin or the next Silicon Valley or the next name of the place, that there's two things that you must do that you don't want to do to be the next version of somebody else is number one, you must take their problems. And number two, you must accept that you can only be second best Mm-hmm. because you're trying to recreate something that's not recreatable. And that's what we've got going on here and, and should keep going on here. Just Love be the that. next best version of ourselves. You know, an analogy is great to be able to look at a town that's done things that are that are strong and good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, if you're really aiming at your people and the things that really matter to your community, you're going to be the best version of yourself. Same is true as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Your customers, your clients, what they actually want. If you've got great competition, Wonderful analogy to help you perhaps progress your thoughts and how you're going to serve your your individual customers or clients. I see that same thing playing out for our town. Yeah, absolutely. And in our our university of Arkansas, Mm -hmm. 20 minutes down the road, we've seen it play out in the athletics department in the last few years. Hunter Juracek came in as athletic director. And the first thing he said is, 
our standard is best. And what that means is next best version of ourselves. And we've seen it play out because we watched an athletic program that except for a couple of programs was in the tank. And in the last 12 months, every program at the university, every every athletic program uh, in the 19 sports they participate in has been ranked in the top 25 in the nation. And so you go hogs. That's, That's how you move the needle. Just be a little bit better each day. Let's play a short game of Bentonville favorites. Let's start with the obvious favorite trails and why. Best trail ever at Mount Fitzgerald. That's an okay. uh, unusual choice for me because I don't ride it as often as I should. It's got all the things that all the trails have here yeah. in, in Bentonville, but it is all combined into one. So it's got the Rocky Tech, it's got the jumps, it's got the climbs, mm-hmm. it's got the descents. So I really, and it's really challenging. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to go with a, a newbie, Medieval. Oh, yeah. Off of the new Castle Hub. It just really kicks the lips. You get to really harness the power of gravity to the fullest extent of your pleasure, which is why I mountain bike. And, and that trail's a good one. I'm not ready to um, experience the full pleasure of gravity yet. <laughs> I'm just trying to learn how to ride right. <laughs> you know, if you can't harness it, you know, don't don't try to ride it. I can't wait till the time that I get to do that. And hopefully I'm ready by the time my son's ready to shred some trails or I'll be chasing him. Amen. Favorite restaurants in Bentonville? I might go to his Barclita downtown. Oh, excellent choice. Roll and Fold at the 8th Street Market used to be called the Doe Zone, now called Roll and Fold. For those of you that are trying to Google the Doe Zone, they changed their name, Roll and Fold. Really, really good Asian food. Best dumplings I've found in the state. Awesome. I have not had Roll and Fold yet. Thank you for the new one. You're welcome. Favorite place to get away in the Ozarks? I'm probably not alone in saying this, but Beaver Lake. Oh, good one. I enjoy some overlanding in the Ozark National Forest. There's a couple of Ozark Adventure Trail is a really good one, particularly day three and four. Mm -hmm. If you uh, go find that out there, incredible spot. The Ozarks are so magical through every season. I enjoy it. That's great. Probably pretty magical right now with the leaves and full color change. I mean, really, we should uh, we should take this show on the road. <laughs> this, this would be an excellent time uh, to do it. Cue the hey. B-roll. Cue <laughs> B-roll. Get a drone. Excellent. Let's go. Well, Mark, since your wife, Cindy, will surely listen to this episode, not because of me, of course, but because of you. Favorite spots for a date around here? Um, yeah, this is, um, it's a secret, right? Uh, we would probably go to P.F. Chang's on most nights (laughs) if we're going to stay in the neighborhood. All right. All right. I am married as well. My wife's name is Susan. So I'm Charles. She's Susan. Our team name is Chosen. Nice. Marriage is a team sport. She'll be really glad I described that for you all. Our favorite date is something I call progressive dinner, but not one where you go to people's houses. Uh, So so appetizers, I think my favorite place is... Right now, I'm feeling Mexican yayos for a little nice. chips and salsa to get things started. Main course, roll and fold for me. She's less into Asian, so I'll probably move over to table mesa. Mm-hmm. Different, a little bit different feel, and then finish up with dessert at Preacher Sun. Oh, those are excellent choices. And for those who aren't in the know, two of those places were James Beard semifinalists last year. I didn't even know that. Well, there are three within a block of the Bentonville Square. Let's go. (laughs) Which is 
mind-boggling to uh, to think about. Uh, favorite Bentonville coffee shop? I mean, you can never settle for good enough, uh, so it's going to be Onyx for me. Excellent. Uh, yeah, well, there's only, I mean, for me, there's only Onyx too. I, I just have been branching out a little bit and uh, have tried Airship recently with great success as well. Yeah, and Meteor has way more bikes to people ratio, which is definitely bringing it up in the uh, in the fight for for where I caffeinate. Right. I, I, you know, one of the things I love about Meteor is you can't get more Bentonville than that place. Oh, yeah. You have coffee in the morning, maybe a little pizza in the afternoon, grab a beer, grab a wine, whatever, happy hour. And by the way, while you, you're there, you can buy a bike or you can drop off your bike and get it fixed at the bike shop. I'm, Champagne, chain lube, and espresso. Yeah, perfect. Like there's a business model, if I've heard one. That's a beautiful business model. Well, last thing on our favorites list, your favorite things about Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas. We've heard some of them. I like that there. So Bentonville is one of five or maybe six, depending on how broad you uh, look at the map, small towns mm-hmm. here. And where I moved from, it was just one city. And the five small towns feel is a unique layout for a, a community. And so if we uh, spend one weekend in uh, downtown Bentonville and the next in downtown Rogers and then make our way around, we can have a slightly different experience in the same region, all very close nearby. You bet. Yeah. I love the accessibility to things that are awesome. You know, restaurants that are awesome. Trails are incredible. The people seem to be so nice. Anytime I ride trails outside of this area, I'm surprised by not being thanked for riding the trail by the walkers or hikers. Whereas in most areas, they're a little bit more annoyed that a mountain biker's in their way. Here, I'm thanked when I say, excuse me, you know, one more behind me. So it's great to be welcomed in this space and be able to ride bikes as a family and just see the grins of, of everybody on the street. So... The small town feel with uh, big town amenities would be the short way of saying it. I love that. I love both of your answers. Those are great. You know, it, and it goes the other way too with mountain bikers, right? It's, it's, I've been in other places where there's so much friction between bikers and everybody that there's totally. just not a lot of kindness either direction. And just the other day, uh, we were walking on the Razorback Greenway and this kid was coming down the other side and gave my wife a little nudge and we, we moved over. And as the kid rode by, he's like, thank you. You know, and it's just, it's the way it should be. I mean, it's, it feels, even though we could do better with uh, bike lanes and so on, and they're coming, you know, we've got this amazing master plan for pedestrians and bikes. It sits on top of the master street plans. It's just on top of the overall master plan. But, you know, even in the areas where those bike lanes don't really exist yet, people are like the cars wait for you and they mm-hmm. they wait and they pass on the other side they, they, everything's done the way it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. be right I, and that I just haven't seen in other places all right gents as we start to wind this thing down tell me a story and I'll give you each a shot at this a hash this would be a hashtag because Bentonville story in other words it could only happen here or maybe describes the essence of this place and I want to give you an example because I have a question for you when I left the office to come over here and made a couple of stops on the way, but as I walked out of the office for the first time in my life, I saw a Tesla with a bike rack on the back. And then I got here and it took me a moment because I thought, am I just seeing another one? And I realized it was the same car. Which one of you has the Tesla with the bike rack on the back? I have to know. 
Uh, I'm not alone because Bentonville, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a few of them here. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Okay. What's your stories? All right. So what's the, what story are you looking for? The hashtag because Bentonville story. Well, I'll, I'll start with the, um, there's a backcountry aviation program here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can maybe hear, we, I don't, I hear it because it's right over us. Uh, the microphones might tune it out, but we're sure. sitting uh, under the runway approach of the airport and the community of pilots around here and the accessibility of the Ozarks and the backcountry because of the programs that have been the the recreational use statute in Arkansas, because of the communication and the investment of the Recreational Aviation Foundation. It's neat that we get to access the backcountry and and backcountry planes that are part of the flying club here at the airport. Uh, I'm a pilot if I didn't mention that, but it's, it's a neat amenity that I'd you know, that probably exists in Idaho somewhere, but it's probably a lot more treacherous and, and hard to navigate there than it is here in the Ozarks. That's a really good one. And and to uh, help our audience understand that maybe outside here, that airport's VBT, Thaden Field, right? Which is our municipal airport here. And then very close by, we have XNA, our, our national airport. But it's such a cool airport that it's literally been named the coolest airport in America. I think <laughs> was it Aviation Magazine. One of the magazines in the last in the last few months. So I believe it. I think my because Bentonville comes to a great fear of mine, which was dropping the hammer at Kohler. Nice. Um, if you haven't uh, experienced that, it's you know a bikeable bike shop, airship there at Kohler, on your way to a hub that's got black diamond trails, including a massive. I'm gonna call it 12 foot, maybe it's 10 foot drop over a road gap which is very terrifying because I'm a grown man. I've got a wife and children. Amen. (laughs) I shouldn't be doing this, but where else but Bentonville could I drop the hammer for the first time being towed in by legendary Red Bull Rampage competitor Carson Storch. Nice. And because Bentonville at Bentonville Bike Fest, I had the opportunity to do a a session with uh, him at Kohler and he said, you want to get towed in? I'm like, well, that's either a great way to break my collarbone or finally conquer, drop the hammer and praise God, I made it. Um, either way, you were going to have a good story. Either way, great story. <laughs> and thank you, Carson Storch, for for towing me in. And I just don't think that kind of uh, proximity and fun and actually doing things that aren't, you know, nerfed in a way or, or so drawn down. It wasn't Red Bull, to be very clear. It's a really, really well-built trail, but... Got to overcome my fear by following an absolute legend. That is so awesome and not something I'm going to be going off of <laughs> anytime yeah. soon. Know thyself. <laughs> uh, okay, final question. What's a question that I should have asked y'all but did not, if anything? I mean, it's good questions. Yeah, I mean, journalism at its finest. It's hard <laughs> to think of uh, what's missing. Okay, well, I don't know that it's hard-hitting journalism, but... But I I love hearing that it's uh, journalism just the same. Well, hey, Mark, Charles, thank you all so much for what you're doing here in the community. Really appreciate you bringing Trail Pilot to fruition. I can't wait to experience it myself. Can't wait to get that beta uh, version of the Android app. Hey, thank you to our Bentonville Beacon audience. You know, to build on this show's success, if you will, I need a favor. And that is share this show with your friends, post it on social media, whatever it is that you want to do, send it by email to uh, get it out to folks. Come back again to learn more about Northwest Arkansas and Bentonville 
this place where you can have more of what you want and less of what you don't. And finally, visit BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com for all of our episodes and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Thanks and see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon podcast. We hope to see you next week.